Hey everybody, welcome back to Explain Like I'm 5, the podcast where we take the questions you always wanted to ask and talk about them in a way that's easy to understand. We're your hosts, I'm Tim. As always, I'm Kevin. So Kevin, do you remember what our very first episode of Eli 5 was? Of course. It was about caffeine and how it's so magical that it gives you energy even though it has zero calories. That's right. And today we're doing Eli 5 on the opposite, decaf. So how is decaf coffee even possible? Isn't caffeine naturally just embedded in the coffee beans themselves? Ah, yes. So there are a couple methods actually, but the most popular one has a pretty interesting origin story, which we can also explain. Ah, yes, we should definitely explain this one. I think it's the one where they talk about how decaf was accidentally discovered when a train car got soaked by seawater. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. The first commercially successful decaffeination process was invented by a German merchant, uh, Ludwig Roselius, in 1903, after he observed that a freight of coffee beans accidentally soaked in seawater had lost most of their caffeine content without losing much of their flavor. So Roselius here, he worked out an industrial method to basically repeat that process. First, steaming the beans with various acids before settling on the solvent benzene to remove uh, said caffeine. That's basically how decaffeinated coffee was born. Mm. It was um, it was sold under two brands, uh, Cafe uh, HAG in most of Europe and Sanka brand coffee in France and the US. And now both are worldwide brands underneath Kraft Foods. Fascinating. Now, there was a problem, though, with benzene. Yeah, so today we recognize benzene as a potential carcinogen. And commercial processes today use alternative uh, solvents, such as methylene chloride or uh, ethyl acetate. So what happens now is that the beans are first soaked in water and then covered in a solution containing either of those solvents. So basically, the caffeine is then drawn out by those solvents. The process is repeated 8 to 12 times until the caffeine content meets the required standards that allow it to be called decaffeinated. Oh, so we should talk about these standards. So decaf still has some caffeine in it then. It's not entirely removed. That's right, actually. Most of the caffeine is removed, but not all. So how much is taken out? About 97% of caffeine needs to be removed according to the U.S. standard. And actually, it's 99.9% caffeine-free by the EU standard. Uh, And clarify, that's 99.9% of the mass. So soaking beans in solvent, you know, it doesn't sound too healthy. Um, Well, people do talk about that. But both of the agents we talked about have got a clean bill of health from the FDA. So in 1985, the U.S.'s Food and Drug Administration said that the likelihood of any health risk from methylene chloride was so low as to be essentially non-existent. Mm, But you said there were multiple methods. Is there a better one? Oh, yeah. So there's another one. Um, It's called the Swiss water method. What happens here is that uh, the process sees the beans, again, soaked with water, and the caffeine-rich solution is extracted through solubility and osmosis. And by soaking the beans in caffeine-free green coffee extract, Basically, the caffeine is extracted from the beans and into the solution while the flavor components are retained in the beans. It's called the Swiss water method. I see. There's nothing special about Swiss water itself, but this method was invented in Switzerland, I take it. 
Yeah, yeah, that's how that got its name. Uh, it first started in Switzerland in the 1930s, and the process was first used commercially in 1979. It gained favor because it was the first decaffeination method, you know, like you said, not to use any solvents. I see. Now, finally, an age-old question around coffee is, does coffee make you want to go to the restroom? Oh, man. So there's a ton of discussion on this topic, and the correlation is actually generally, generally agreed upon. Uh, coffee makes you want to poop. And unfortunately, it's uh, the reasoning. There's a lot of theories as far as explaining the kind of causal effect. Some people say the reason why coffee makes you poop is because caffeine activates, you know, contractions in your colon or intestinal muscles. But some other people, they point to research that shows that decaf coffee has nearly the same effect as caffeinated. So maybe there's something else in coffee that stimulates your GI tract. Uh, I've heard that they also say that coffee appears to stimulate the release of the hormone gastrin which enables production of some gastric acid or stomach acid, which might also urge uh, colon activity. So uh, there's a tons of reasons out there. Interesting. Did you learn something new? If you did, send us an email. We are at eli5thepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, especially when you've got suggestions for us and future questions and topics that we should explore. As always, thank you to the community at r slash explain5 and we will see you all next week.